Welcome to Beyond the Noise, a source podcast where we go beyond the headlines and look at issues in the news in more depth. I'm very glad to be joined by Natalia Urban, who is um, a, a Brazilian journalist based here in Scotland, who writes a lot about events in Latin America to discuss the elections in Bolivia, which have very unusually overturned coup attempts just a year after it began in an election. Uh, Natalia, thanks very much for joining us. Thank you for having me here. And um, yeah, let me just first, get, uh, first ask about um, what happened in the election and, and why it's so significant. You know, what's, what's the backdrop to, to, to this election victory for um, the mass uh, party? Uh, and what's its significance? So basically, uh, before it starts about the election, I think it's important to explain to people that Bolivian politics is very different from the politics we have here in the Europe and in the global north. Because Bolivian politics, uh, it's very much focused in the indigenous movements. Uh, basically, before we have Evo, Bolivia was always going through um, several coups <laughs> since their independence from Spain. And when Evo came into politics life, he already was a um, trade union leader. But the trade unions in Bolivia, they are not just like trade unions here. They are a mix of like um, original people council with uh, uh, small um, political, local political organization and education and everything. So Bolivia, the, the indigenous, they never had a significant part in Bolivian politics, mainly because they were like out of the, the, the urban areas. They were like confined in the Andes, in the mountains. So they did not have access to the, the the actual politics scenario. And when Evo came around, he changed that because the unions, even though they are like they were like small and fragmented, they had connections with each other. So Evo joined with those people, uh, uh, with, with those originary people, with the trade, the indigenous trade unions, and unified everything when he uh, borrowed, because the Movimento por Socialismo, Max, uh, Movement for Socialism, was not his, led, uh, his party. He borrowed the, 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 the party uh, to, to, in order to get elected. And when he took the party in, he, he, he brought the, the indigenous socialism with him. So it's very interesting because uh, they were not part of uh, the, the political scenario, but they were already very politically organized. And that political organization uh, of the indigenous people were taken for granted by the, the, the coup movement because they were not um, in sync, like, or they did not care that the indigenous themselves had a, a mobilization previously. So when, before we had the election, when we had the, 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 the whole deal with the coup, um, the, the protests, because since the coup, 
the Bolivian people, especially those indigenous, they were like mobilized. They were on the streets. They were like protesting. They were like blocking roads because they are not like, for example, Venezuela or Nicaragua or Cuba that have a revolutionary army, but they have the strength of their union, the, 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 the format, the, 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 their own unique union way of like doing things. So when, before uh, the, the, the coup, of course, no one, want, no one wanted to have a, a new election because who does a coup, who has the work to do a coup and called for elections just a year and after. But they were like almost in the brink of a new civil war. So they had to go ahead and listen to the people. Otherwise, they, 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 the whole country was going to burst in flames. So when I see, it's, it's a bit frustrating for me to see the, the especially the, the Western progressive media or so-called progressive saying, oh, well, the lefty won in using the democracy. No, yes, they had a, a fantastic uh, results in the polls and uh, they are still like counting votes, but mass is already the winner. But they're local, their streets, their public mobilization was the key factor for all of their glorious uh, results in the, the, the election. And not just that, but to actually to defeat a coup that has been orchestrated by international uh, forces like the United States, Brazil had a significant part in this. Uh, the European Union, their uh, organization of American states. So it's like when Evo is saying that not just Bolivians won in this election, the whole uh, Latin American left won because he thinks the, the, this will mobilize people to fight against the tyranny of the rise of the far right there. This is interesting because... I think a lot of people will perhaps not understand the extent of international involvement in the uh, overthrow of um, the uh, the Bolivian government a, a year ago. Um, so, as is now quite common uh, for these sorts of operations, um, the word was kind of sent out from Bolivia via the um, Organization of American States that the uh, election uh, uh, a year ago was um, fixed by the government. That, subs that, that, that claim has subsequently collapsed um, under uh, new evidence. But can you talk a little bit about, um, you know, um, Western institutions, how they received that news and, and the involvement of organisations like the European Union um, in the overthrow? I think before, even before the election, the 2019 election, it's important uh, to make people know that the Europe itself, like uh, a famous movement here in Europe, Extinction Rebellion, they brought in uh, a pro-coup activist here saying, blaming um, Evo Morales for the forest of fires like it was during the Amazon fires as well. And 
every year, just like um, there are parts of Europe that every year burst in flames, the forest of Chictania, they burst in flames as well. It's, uh, it's a, a known uh, uh, pattern there. But different from Bolsonaro, Evo Morales his, himself, he went to the forest of Chictania. He is a trained uh, firefighter, a volunteer firefighter, and he was there like fighting the fires with the, 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 the firemen. He was there, he bought a, a, a tank, a water tank airplane to support the fire. So he like, he was doing things. He was like open to international help. It was like very much different from Bolsonaro. But Extinction Rebellion, thanks to that organization, uh, Standing Rivers, I think the name is in English, Rios de Pes, they brought in the, the, that activist, who, by the way, is the granddaughter of a former dictator of Bolivia, so no suspicious at all. <laughs> and they brought her here to talk about like, how horrible an indigenous government was for the environment. Literally, that was their, uh, uh, their premise. So they start to make like uh, orchestrated protests against Evo Morales one or two, I think it was one month before the elections in Bolivia. So they were like clearly starting to sell out to those like, middle-class white Europeans, the narrative that Evo Morales was bad for the environment. Like, you know, the, and, and I feel that many movements, many um, green movements here in Europe, they have that uh, white savior vibe with them. So Extinction Rebellion was like very quickly to, to embrace the narrative and to make protests against Evo Morales, again, the only, so far, the only indigenous president that any country in Latin America had. So it was like insane to see this. And soon after that, they had the elections that mass won. They were like majoritarily voted by the people. We had so the, the, the international observers, which is something that I think like that is seriously disturbed. I don't know if any of you had the opportunity to, that, for example, to read what elect, international uh, election observation means for the EU, for example. And it's like so neo-colonialist that is disgusting. Like basically we have to ensure other countries are like respecting democracy like who are you like to say that uh, america Lat latina or asia or whatever is not democratic like take care of your own business uh, before like talking about other people and they basically went with that narrative which was like crazy and when uh, the Organization of American States, sorry to speak the whole name, is because the, 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 the acronym is different in Portuguese, so it's confusing for me. But they went, Luis Almagro said that he was like identifying some flaws. The EU was like quickly to follow in, uh, even though the left bloc of the EU protested a lot. They were like, 
very against the 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 whole situation because soon after in Bolivia we saw the situation how how it went it burst in violence and like people died and they were like brutalized it. you all saw what happened with the mayor Patricia Arce that was beaten had her head shaved was dragged in the streets Evo had to flee the country to save his life same as his vice president. So the whole situation was like really horrible. And when the left bloc asked it in the EU to uh, make them uh, acknowledge that it was a coup that had happened in Bolivia, the Greens from, from France, for example, they voted for the conservatives and they refused to acknowledge. They actually acknowledged that the elections in Bolivia were flawed, that they had uh, been uh, uh, um, some role play, and that they deserve new elections. So, so they accepted the Janini and Yes government instead for now. So uh, when that's why I think it's important uh, not just for people in Latin America, which is something that I talk a lot there as well, but here to start to acknowledge how uh, that it's not just possible for a green movement to be green without having a decolonized mindset, without having a, 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 a socialist views again, uh, of anti-imperialism in their uh, core, because how the hell do you think who the hell they think is protecting the environment in latin america in asia in africa is the originary people who they think they are the originary people in bolivia they are the mass they are indigenous uh, basically indigenous association uh bolivian um the the different from other countries in latin america most of the Bolivian are still indigenous. They are the most indigenous country in the whole South America, for example. So when uh, they were like so quickly to embrace a narrative, to uh, condemn a democratically elected indigenous leader, we see that they still have that feeling with themselves that they have to take care of the stupid indigenous in, in, in Latin America, like the, the, the colonizers had, once had or still have with us. So uh, I, I feel as someone from Latin America extremely disturbed when I see that people here are like building, especially the progressive side is building a narrative about our politics there using your own parameters here. The left in Latin America doesn't have the luxury that you have here like to discuss things uh, without having to pick up a physical fight or pick up, I don't know, a, embrace a guerrilla or whatever. Uh, because the situation that they write there is much more violent than the rights that you have here. It's easy to make to see to perceive how the 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 people here still have internalized uh, prejudice against 
other political movements and at the same time pretending that they are respecting what is happening around the world. They created a narrative that the left, the whatever they think it's left, is what is happening here is, I don't know. A, a classic, isn't it, of, of a certain type of progressive politics that it's easy to be a progressive until it turns into a fight. And then, yes. and then, and then, you know, it's oh, it's horrible, and this strong man has taken over the country, and you know, it's uh, a very familiar uh, narrative. And like here, of course, that conservative politics are still killing people in Europe, like with sanctions, austerity. We are seeing now the Tories like starving children, but in Latin America, the right is literally killing people, like with guns, with like torture and whatever. So the left, of course, the response is not gonna be like the response you have here. And that doesn't mean that they are wrong. It's just that in their contest is like valid, is a valid movement. And it, it bothers me how quickly people here are, uh, are to judge what is right and what is wrong with others. And because people here do not accept to have others like saying, for example, like your left is weak, uh, which is something that if people in Latin America say all the time, say they are weak, they're like they, they don't go after their, um, their goals like we do. It's mixed feelings, but it's different, you know? Like it's the same situation, but you don't have that white savior complex involved. Mm. So um, what, what, what's the future for the movement then? Because presumably this fight is a long way from over in Bolivia um, and the forces that, that overthrew the movement once um, will, will presumably keep trying. Given that, um, you know, what, 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 what's, what's the way forward for the movement but also um, what, how should people around the world understand that process? How can... How can progressives in the West not be taken in and, and fooled by these sorts of arguments in future? Well, um, basically, yesterday Evo Morales gave an interview to a Brazilian journalist, Breno Altman, and they spoke about with Evo what we can expect from him. Like he says, he does not want to have a role in that government, but of course, we know he will be there. Like different from what the Western media is trying to sell out. Like, Luis Arce is going to do, was going to pull a Lenny Moreno move. No, he, he, he's, he's not. He was like, hand-picked by Evo. And because, again, the situation, the, the political configuration of Bolivia is very different. It's very, like, popul the, the popularity of the politician is important because of those trade union movements. They will be, like, watching him closely so he can do what Lenny Moreno is doing in, in Ecuador. Um, what I'm extremely excited is that Evo says it's time for the left in Latin America to relaunch some dreams we had like when we have the pink tides and things like that. So like I'm super excited. He says he's gonna relaunch the UNASUR that is basically uh, remodernized Simon Bolivar Patria Grande dream, 
that is like a, a block uh, of co cooperation and integration and friendship of the people of South America, the, the left people of South America. It's sad for me because Lula was one of the founders of that movement and now, of course, Brazil with Bolsonaro is staying isolated from that. But Evo Morales said that it's time. We, he says uh, something that is very interesting. Said, um, we are not living in Chavez, in Kishner, and Korea time anymore. But we might try to seek out this for our future again. Why not? So he is trying to like relaunch some sort of pink tide 2.0, wherever. Um, I think that the victory in Bolivia will give a strength to, for example, the elections in Ecuador in February, the Chilean referendum that is on Sunday. So it's going to be like, because people are like feeling that the strength of like going after their the political pursuits and like fighting for it. Because what's happened in Bolivia was like a unique situation. Like the people mobilize it on the streets, but they also had a positive result in the bailout. So I think we can expect great things. Um, of course, he's going to have a lot of damage. The mask going to have a lot of damage to patch up. Um, Bolsonaro in Brazil is fearful because Mas already said that they had to um, re-sign some things that Bolsonaro signed with Agnes, especially about like the natural gas and things like that. So let's see. I particularly think that, of course, um, people... The, the government won't start doing super revolutionary things because they have a lot of damage to uh, clean up, like when Janine and Ace basically destroyed the nationalized uh, uh, mining companies that Evo took like decades to build on. Um, we can expect great things, I think. It's a great move. It's a great uh, uh, Bolivia is going to be like a great example, not just for Brazil, but I think like for the left all over the world, especially. I'm particularly <laughs> think that uh, we here in Scotland, the, the independence movement can take a few lessons for, from them. Like uh, if we really want a referendum, it's not like the time to 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 make a popular pressure with authorities to get into this. Um, but that's just my opinion. And I know some people are not uh, a king of those type of movements and those type of manifestations here in Europe. No, I think that's a very good idea. Uh, Natalia Arbana, thanks very much uh, for joining me. Thank you so much for having me here. And listeners to this podcast uh, can subscribe on our SoundCloud. You can find this podcast anywhere that you find podcasts. And uh, we will continue coverage of uh, Bolivia and social movements around the world at source.scot. I look forward to speaking to you all soon.